Welcome to Wikipedia Radio. Wikipedia Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. And in Galatians 6.10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted fully embodies this verse as they aid and equip some of the most precious of the household of faith in Nigeria. They give physical aid, spiritual training, and set up alarm towers to alert of dangerous invasions. They build schools and orphanages in Nigeria. Nigeria. If there is a need for persecuted Christians in Nigeria, equipping the persecuted meets it. You can partner with this worthwhile mission and find out more at equippingthepersecuted.org. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and of course, joined always with Mr. Witt himself. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Whatever voodoo you put on the weather is finally starting to wear off, and it is no longer in the upper 80s inside of my office. That's I am glad that it is no longer in the upper 80s inside of your office because that is terrible when your office yeah. gets you, you, you know, one time, okay, so so the office that I had at, at the church that I was at, it it was like there was a vaulted ceiling that where the uh, thermostat was at and, and my office was oh. on the other side of that. Somebody jacked up the heat one time and I kid you not, I, when I was on vacation, I came back two days later, and it was 100 degrees, like no joke, legitimately 100 degrees in my office. I believe that. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. I I had to go and open the windows, and it was literally negative 30 outside uh, in Iowa, Uh, because we get get every spectrum of weather except for nice. We get every spectrum of weather except for nice. It's great (laughs) in Iowa. And so that is so true. (laughs) And so I had to open it up when it's negative 30 out uh, just to just to kind of even survive. But the the voice that you're hearing and probably seeing the picture, too, is none other than Pastor Micah Sample. How are you doing, Pastor Micah? I'm doing really well, Pastor Sam. Okay, just a sample. uh, Yeah, yeah, just a sample. Okay, all right. All right. I'll be done. Go ahead. No, hi. How's it going for real? How's it going for real? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's going well. Um, I have had a very busy week um, filled with a lot of studying, and uh, we're trying to work on getting um, some revamps on the website. So that's exciting stuff that'll be coming up. But uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. How, how about you? Yeah, it's been going well, and I'm super excited for that website to get updated. And of course, uh, you can go and find uh, what website we're talking about at enemieswithinthechurch.com. Do we have a direct link that goes there? Uh, yeah, right now we have content.enemieswithinthechurch.com, um, or you can just go to enemieswithinthechurch.com and you go uh, up to the bar at the top and it'll say Wikipedia. Either one will get you there. Um, and uh, it looks like the links are working a lot better right now. So uh, hopefully that is the case for everybody that's listening. That's right. Well, uh, we want I want to tell you a little bit about equipping the persecuted and their work in Nigeria. I really wanted to do that. But instead of me telling you that, I'm going to have my good friend, Kevin Sorbo, tell you about that because I don't want you to take my word for it. Take his word for it. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, Very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters 
need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time and God bless. Well, Equipping the Persecuted is a great ministry. I'm sure that you took Kevin Sorbo's word for it. It is absolutely incredible. And in today's episode of Wikipedia, we're going to be talking about how we identify the woke. Because some people might want to know that. Well, what do you identify as woke? What is your criteria? How do you do this? But I, but I do want to just start off with reminding you of a point in the movie, Enemies Within the Church, which by the way, if you have not seen Enemies Within the Church, you need to go and check out Enemies Within the Church. It is an incredible movie. Uh, a lot of men came together, spent their time and their resources, and they went and they put their lives on the line. Some of them put their jobs on the line uh, and they went and they exposed the woke. But what is the woke? And there is a part where the producer, not the producer, the director of the film, Judd Saul, goes and he explains what the woke is. He says it's willfully overlooking known evil. Once again, that's willfully overlooking known evil. And this is probably the, the, the simplest way to remember what the woke is, is that they're willfully overlooking known evil. And the woke, one of the things that I want you to understand about this is that they are not accidentally wrong. See, there are sometimes mm. people come into this and they're accidentally wrong, but the woke, they're not. We're not coming out here and going after people who made mistakes. We're talking about people who come in here and they make willful sins. They're, they're willfully overlooking known evil. They know that something is evil. And instead of going and calling out this evil, they're overlooking it. And in reality, many times they're joining in with that evil. In fact, they are exactly what Jude explains in the book of Jude, Jude chapter one. There's only one chapter in Jude, verse four. And then I'm also going to read verse 11. It says this, for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and they deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 11, it says this, woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain. They have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit and they have perished in the rebellion of Korah. See the woke, they creep into the church. They sneak in, they slither in to the church is what they do. And they go and they take God's grace. What a precious, wonderful thing. And they turn it into lewdness. They go and they say, you know what? God's grace is really enabling you to go against God's moral standard, to violate God's character. That's what God's grace is for. Now they might not be so overtly saying that, but they definitely do that in context with what they're saying. And we're going to look at that here in just a moment. But they also go and they've gone in the way of three people is what it goes and it explains in verse 11. The first one is here is the way of Cain. Well, what did Cain do? He took a rock and he killed his brother Abel. They hate their brethren. Ultimately, the woke hate the brethren. They also have gone in the way of Balaam. Well, if you remember this, this is the story of the talking donkey there and Balaam. That, that's what he's known for. But Balaam was a prophet that was able to be bought. If you go, and one of the things we ask the question of is, where's the money? Where's the money trail? These men are bought and paid for by some of the most insidious men that are known to the world today. These are the woke. The third thing is, is that they go in the way of Korah. And what did Korah do? 
Well, he rebelled against God's delegated authority. The reality of it is, is that they hate God's rules. They hate the authority that God sets up. And so ultimately, they don't just hate the local church or hate the brethren. They also hate the local church. These are the woke. And we're going to give you the criteria that we're looking at as to how we identify the woke. But I wanted you to see some characteristics before we do that. But before we even get into this whole idea of really identifying them, I want to give us some examples. So, Micah, what is going on in the wild world of woke? Well, the wild world of woke right now is really, really a buzz with um, transgenderism, essentially, uh, in the form of a Christian drag queen conference. Now, this is one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever heard of. Um, certainly, there is no such thing as a real Christian drag queen conference that just doesn't exist. But it's called Spiritual DragCon 22. I wish I were joking. I really do, but I'm not. This is a real thing. Um, and it's being uh, called the first of its kind gathering at the intersection. Again, there's that word intersectionality, if you guys remember from our episode on uh, standpoint theory, of drag and spirituality. And people uh, are being encouraged to, quote, join drag performers and faith leaders from around the globe in Chicago this October for a stunning and sacred three-day festival. Well, I am sure that it will be neither stunning nor will it be sacred. Um, but the reality here is that there are going to be a lot of people who go to this and um, they're going to be ultimately deceived. The people that are putting this on are certainly deceived and they're doing the deceiving. Um, these are people who are under the wrath of God. They need to repent. And so it is part of our job as Wikipedia to call people to repentance. So for those of you um, who are listening to this, if you know someone who's going to this conference, we just want to encourage you, call these people to repentance, preach the gospel, the true gospel, which is that they violated the laws of God and that uh, they need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover them. They need to repent and believe upon him for their salvation, um, because otherwise they're going to continue to go the way of the world, the way of the woke. Back to you, Pastor Stan. Well, I'm not really sure exactly what I want to say after uh, hearing that there is a spiritual drag queen um, time. I mean, a, spiritual, a conference for spiritual, I, I don't even, I, it, it doesn't even compute in my mind because it's absolutely ridiculous. It truly is a yeah. the, the indication of of Romans one. Um, so that's right, uh, Kyle. <laughs> uh, c can you tell everybody where to send their favorite um, drag queen? Uh, you know, let us know who their favorite. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. But but where they can contact? Well, yeah, us, you're in some dangerous territory. No, we're not going to do that. Um, really, please don't. We we don't want to know who your favorite drag queen is. Um, and if you have a favorite drag queen, you need to repent. But, but where can people email us, Kyle? People can email us not about their favorite drag queen. Wrong program for that. They can email us at contactwokipedia at gmail.com. That is contactwokipedia at gmail.com. And let us know how Wikipedia is helping you, what would be useful to hear about, and questions that you might have for us. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely uh, something that we look forward to is to hearing from you. And it, it, I mean, I, I know we're, I kind of was joking just a little bit about the drag queen thing, but the reality of it is, is that it is extremely sad because there are people who are putting mm. this on. They're, they are willfully overlooking known evil. 
They're not calling people to repentance. And really what we do care about here at Wikipedia, it's not owning the woke. It's not going and getting a, a debate point. It is going and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace of God that transforms people. It tells us that that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It goes and it, it tells Amen. us in God's word that there this big list of sins, including uh, the uh, sodomy and, um, and the, the effeminate, which would be this idea of transgenderism uh, in there, that, that, that kind of an idea. Mm -hmm. And it goes and it says, in such were some of you. We're in the business of going and seeing such were some of you by seeing people's lives being transformed by the gospel. But it is a question that, that we Amen. get quite a bit is, what is your criteria? How do you identify what is woke? Now, a lot of times this comes from people who probably aren't in favor of what we're doing. They're trying to come and criticize, but we did think it would be important to go and to explain this. And we do have this uh, in written format in an article uh, on our website there at enemiesfromthechurch.com going up to Wikipedia. You can click on that. It's one of our earlier articles, and we have four criteria. We thought it'd be important to go over the four criteria of identifying the woke. And the first one is, is that we pay attention to their language. Kyle, is there any specific language that the woke use? Mm, specific language they use. Yeah. There are a lot of terms that they use that are alert signals uh, when we're examining them to see if claims of wokeness are true. Terms like white privilege, systemic racism, uh, social justice. They might start using terms like whiteness, mm -hmm. uh, blackness. Uh, they might just go as far as saying critical race theory, uh, intersectionality. They'll use the DEI terms, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, and other terms of, of that nature, those very secular terms that the world was obsessed with years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, they are now gobbling up and recycling and regurgitating uh, by applying them to scripture. Right. You, you know, one of the terms that I've noticed that they use quite a bit, too, is this idea of flourishing. Uh, it, 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 mm -hmm. If you see that in, in a website, in a doctrinal statement, flourishing, flourishing. Um, Human flourishing is all over their right. stuff. It, it, and it's interesting because yep. the language that they use, it, it, they almost have to try to make it more flowery. And I suppose that's because they really do have insidious plans, at least those at the top. There's a lot of people who are, are woke adherents, I would say that they really don't know what they're doing. They're just going along with the flow and they're just joining into what's popular. Yes. But, but at the, the top, I think that the reason why these words are so flowery, I mean, e even the term like Black Lives Matter, right? That, that, that'd be a woke buzzword yep. uh, or buzz phrase, I should say. The, these things, they, they use them because they sound so nice and yet they have an insidious plan behind the scenes to try to go into subvert the true biblical gospel. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that they use for abortion, mm -hmm. calling it uh, pro-choice. Right. Uh, women's health care uh, and other terms like that to try and make it sound positive. Right. That's exactly what the woke do. They And they like to, as much as possible, use the same language and same terms to make it sound, again, positive, positive. It's just like uh, if you ever have interactions with Mormons, mm -hmm. 
you'll find that the first thing they try and do is build common ground by using the same language. They'll talk about God the Father. They'll talk about Jesus. They'll talk about the gospel. They'll Mm -hmm. talk about uh, everything that we will until the second you get them to start defining terms. And then you realize, oh, no, they mean something completely different. So it's a trap. What they are trying to do is set a trap. Trap you with the flowery language and then spring the godless ideologies once you're inside the trap. Right. And and one of the greatest traps that's been used uh, throughout all time, sometimes for good, a lot of times for bad, is setting things to music, to going and realizing and remembering Mm. uh, music to help you memorize and to implant thoughts and to really just go into, to to almost brainwash you in certain ways. Sometimes that's good, you know, if you're brainwashing with the washing of God's word. But but the woke have started to do this as well. In fact, uh, Matt Chandler's Mm -hmm. church, um, The Village, I believe is what it is there. Uh, The the Village, village. um, you know, it, it takes, I mean, even right there, you know, it takes... It takes a village. That's a woke concept uh, to subvert the family. Um, but but they've gone and they've set some woke um, language to music. Do we have that clip? We do indeed. Let's enjoy woke worship time. Evil one's so crafty and all of his deception to keep us divided is to keep all of his laws protected so you can't see that you're treated as superior while I'm left fighting off the lie that I'm inferior where the precious children born into this world where lies are taught is true father we need our minds to be renewed by you cause that's a daily fight to remind myself that I am worthy when microaggressions lie behind every other corner lurking we've been hurting for a long time Well, I I give it a A for effort because I think that it is extremely difficult to get microaggressions in the phraseology of a song. Um, but that, that's absolutely ridiculous, uh, to going and be singing microaggressions. Uh, we can definitely see that their language over there, for those who don't think that Matt Chandler is woke, his church is extremely woke. They're singing about microaggressions. Uh, of course they're woke, but that's not the only criteria we have. Uh, we also pay attention to their actions. We look at their associations. Um, They're creating of diversity programs. Uh, They're attempting to be community organizers in the church sphere, uh, as opposed to actually pastoring. Um, This is, these are some interesting things. What are some actions that you guys uh, have have seen here or, or, or or Kyle, that that, that you've seen specifically some of these associations uh, that we might pay attention to? Mm, Association. So, that could probably be an entire episode in and yeah. of itself. And at some point we might want to do secondary separation, mm-hmm. but in, in the nutshell, we do look at who they are promoting, who they are associating with, uh, and who are they not associating right. with? Sometimes you have to look at the, the opposite. Who do they reject? Mm-hmm. And when they are rejecting, Orthodox biblical Christians and embracing woke heretics, 
you have to ask a question. Again, it's part of building a case. Right. Part of building a case. If they are surrounding themselves with woke people, woke associations, woke institutions, then you have to ask a question. Are they themselves woke? Right. And we we see this all the time. Uh, In fact, in the movie Enemies Within the Church, they kind of called this the socialist shuffle. Uh, They would go and move from one area to another area, whether the Gospel Coalition over to Acton Institute or uh, over to um, uh, T4G on their board or something like that. And it just goes and it moves around and these socialists just keep shuffling around to different areas. And we, we see this all the time. Uh, another thing that we see is that they're creating these diversity programs, uh, these these diversity programs. Now, this is specifically um, oftentimes when you think about this is in the Christian college sphere. A lot of times we go and see that in the, the universities and in the seminaries, these diversity mm-hmm. programs. But one of the interesting things that has come uh, recently to our attention was actually from one of one of our, our our listeners, somebody who follows the ministry. They sent us an email asking us to check out Vander uh, Vanderblomen. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, Vanderblomen. And it's a it's an interesting organization that goes and it puts um, pastors. Uh, well, it, it connects churches with potential pastors. So if your church is looking for a pastor, they go mm-hmm. and they find them there. And one of the things that they pointed out to us, they said, hey, is this woke? And at first when I looked at it, I was like, I, I mean, it looks like they might agree with woke people or or be okay with them, but not necessarily woke. And then he said, well, what about their diversity thing? I missed it because I was looking at it on my phone and not on the, uh, the, the actual computer. And then you go and you look at this and they actually have diversity tests for you to take to see if your church is diverse enough in, in doing that. And so this is actually infiltrating into the local churches and being pushed. So even in these connections of connecting pastors with local churches, these things are big. And I think they claim like 50,000 or something like that pastors that they've connected uh, to churches. So, I mean, this is a big ministry, not, not ministry, but a big woke. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The the third thing that we, the opposite of a ministry, an anti-ministry. Uh, the third thing that we check out is we follow the money. Uh, and this is, this is important. This is something that I think makes Wokipedia distinct from almost everything else uh, that goes and tries to do what we do, because we ask the political question. Uh, We ask, uh, where is the money coming from? Some other people have started to pick up on this, uh, but the reality of it is, is we're we're, we're, us and enemies within the church are some of the first ones to ask this question, who's funding this? And the scary thing that we find out Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, guys, who is funding the uh, evangelical um, round table that they had? Yeah, the Evangelical Immigration Table. That would be George Soros. Um, Now, George Soros, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a extreme left-wing billionaire uh, who likes to fancy himself as a philanthropist. But in reality, he's he's just a uh, Democrat operative in in many, many ways. So that's who's behind a lot of things, Uh, not just the Evangelical Immigration Table, but there are a lot of other... uh, pots that he's got his fingers in, so Absolutely. to speak. And I know, Kyle, you've done quite a bit of digging here on the, the finances and you're continuing to do that. I'm not going to ask you to, to share anything that we're, you're not ready to put out there, but um, uh, is there anything that you want to add to that? Because I know that this is, this is one of the big things that you do. You're, you're one of the key researchers here, probably the lead researcher, I'd say. 
well, there, there's two things I want to mention on that, which is money in and money mm, out. Mm, that's important. So, because that's one of the things we started to do recently is look at the money going right. out. Not just of the organization itself, but the individuals. Because you can go online and track uh, campaign uh, contributions. So you can look at where the employees are donating. And a lot of these evangelical or organizations, their employees are donating very left, very left. But we also look at the money coming in. And what are they linked to? And one of the, the major players in that is the Kern Family mm -hmm. Foundation, who has been heavily pushing things to the left. Uh, their Oikonomia network uh, has made statements like that. I know Mike is about to blow his, just blow up when I say this, but that uh, Wesley was a socialist. Ugh. And then I just like, <laughs> there it goes. And then that's this good thing. And he was fighting all these social justice causes. That organization is funding a vast number of seminaries. They fund the Gospel Coalition, uh, they fund individual pastors. Hmm. And this is not something that, this is not speculation. This is from their 990s, which is why they went offshore so they don't have to put all these things on their 990s anymore but this is tons of money that we're talking about pushing things in a very leftward direction absolutely and i think that is important to remind people that we don't just look at the money that comes in but also the money that goes out and i'm you know i'm sorry it's going to take mike a little bit to recover from the fact that people are saying that wesley was a uh uh, a socialist. Um, so while while we're here, I'll just go ahead and pile on. So uh, people also say that C.S. Lewis was for social justice. Uh, we'll have to do a whole episode on that sometime. Uh, mm -hmm. in, 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 <laughs> that will be a fun. Hold me yeah. back. Hold me back. That, that will be a fun one. But there is a fourth <laughs> criteria that we have. Um, we also listen to the stories of those who have encountered the woke firsthand. And, and of course, some examples of this is, of course, Kyle and Micah. Uh, both of these guys have experienced the woke uh, firsthand and have, have really dealt with that. But we've also, uh, you know, we, we go and listen to people like uh, Dr. Bobby Lopez, um, who was fired for going and mm. sharing his testimony. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Uh, a man who was, was radically saved. I mean, we're all radically saved, but he was saved out of the LGBTQ life and came to Jesus Christ, completely repented, was using that testimony, and they told him at a Christian seminary, stop, don't do that. A Southern Baptist seminary, mm. no less. <clears throat> we also go... Southern Baptist seminary that's taking uh, yeah, current exactly. money to link exactly. those two together. And, that, and that's the point. You know, you start to look at the, the, the money trail, and you start to see why are they saying this? Why are they doing these things? Well, it's because they're getting paid, and they've gone in the mm -hmm. way of... Balaam. I'd also say Korah, which they have, but they've gone in the way of Balaam where they're bought and they're paid for. Um, we also go, and of course, if you, you look at the documentary of uh, First Baptist Church in Naples, um, you'll see that kind of an idea mm. right there. It, it, it is incredible uh, to just go and to listen to the experiences that people have. And, and so we, we do treat this really with a four-pronged attack where we listen to people's experiences, we follow the money, we look at their actions and we listen to their language. 
And this really does paint a whole picture of who the woke are. And so if you wanted to know what our criteria is, well, now you know. Let us know what you think about our criteria by emailing us at contactwokepedia at gmail.com. Once again, that's contactwokepedia at gmail.com. Well, Mike and Kyle, any final words here? We ha- we've got just about 30 seconds. So any, any final words? Um, I'll just say this, guys. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And I hope that this is a useful tool for you, um, a useful analytical tool, if you will. Ultimately, we want you guys to have a great resource um, for, to understand how we identify woke individuals. So thanks for listening, guys. And don't, above all, don't go. Well, thank woke. you for listening to Wokipedia Radio. Wokipedia Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Email us at contactwokipedia at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening today and keep standing for the truth.